Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 27th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. And joining me is Imran, the Don Khan. Blessing. Imran, how's it going? It's going okay. We, we're not talking about video games on the Gamescast, okay. so I want to we talk about this right now while I have a okay. chance. No Hit Straight me. Roads is cool. Real Okay, so I, I brought that up during PSLUXOXO this week because I previewed that last year and mm-hmm. had a good time with it. And I've been looking forward to it coming out. And you're you're playing it. Yes, I finished it yesterday. How long did it take you? Uh, it was about six hours, all told. Okay, that sounds good. I might jump into it in that case because I'm looking for short games to play right now. Uh, yeah. How are you liking it? Uh, it was so like I have a, a few problems with how that game explains some of its boss fight mechanics, but it is a very cool uh, action game with some really cool bops. Yes. Uh, yeah. So for, for people who might not be familiar with No Straight Roads, how would you describe it? It is a rhythm action game. It's a character action game, I would say, like, in the vein of, like, a, it's what you thought Brutal Legend was supposed to be. Like, okay. that, for that first, like, couple of hours of Brutal Legend of, like, oh, it's, like, rock music set to, like, throw people with your guitar. That's what No Straight Roads is. Everybody, go check out No Straight Roads. Right, what are you playing on? Playing it on? I was playing it on PC. Okay. I think, I know it's on PS4. It might be on Switch. Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong. Um... But yeah, go check that one out. That's one that I plan to check out at some point, even though I'm, right now I'm playing a bunch of different games. I finally made it to the new content in Persona. And let me tell you, man, one day into the new content, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see what people are talking about. This shit is, this shit is fantastic, the, the stuff that they're doing with the, with the new content. Uh, in between that, like I started up Spirit Fair. I've, I've been playing uh, a couple other games I can't necessarily talk about, but I am neck deep in games right now, and I'm looking for shorter stuff so I can that I can dive into. I also beat a short hike, which let me tell you, that is a delightful game. Mm. My girlfriend's in the playing Spirit Fair. I've been watching her. That is the saddest game I've ever seen. Like that is not a game you should play when you're emotionally like vulnerable because yeah. that game is actually too sad. Yeah, no, like that game legit starts off with you hugging a character, and then from there, it seems like it's going to get into some some shit, which I, I'm I'm looking forward to. You know, every now and then I need I need a, I need a game to push me to that place, right? Push yeah. me to my emotional limit. Push you um, to the dark place, yeah. Push me to that dark place. But enough about dark places. We got to get into the show because uh, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because we got Gamescom opening night live happening right after this. So let's get into talking about Call of Duty finally being revealed, Fortnite's new season finally being revealed, and PS5 pre-orders refusing to be revealed because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong if you don't want to watch live you can watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosteeth.com or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show at the patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping today there is no post show because right after kind of funny games daily is gamescom opening night live we're reacting to it live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games so stay tuned and join the reacts crew to see what jeff keely has in store for us uh then stick around after as we record a kind of funny games cast gamescom post show which you can catch live right here or later everywhere else as usual uh imran Final Gamescom predictions. Anything that that uh, that you think is going to appear at Opening Night Live that we should be excited about? Uh, I Jeff Keighley went down there and was like tamping down expectations, saying like it's not going to be a huge thing. Like there's not going to be that many new reveals. I bet we get to see like one big thing we've already seen. Like this would be a good place to show off Horizon Two gameplay. I would dig that completely. Damn, that that's that's actually bigger than I thought you were gonna go because he's 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 mentioned Ratchet and Clank. We know mm-hmm. we're gonna see Ratchet and Clank gameplay there. Uh, I'm just gonna say it, man. Half Life Three, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if not now, then when? They should do Half Life Alex episodes and then stop at episode two again. Uh, and then stop at episode two just yeah. to fuck with people. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Uh, again, that's happening right after this episode of Kind of Funny Games Day. So if you're watching live, stay tuned for that. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mohammed Mohammed and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Klarna and Bespoke Post, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Baker's doesn't. I am ever I am forever impressed by Kevin's ability 
just to just hold his breath for a long time. You know, like, okay, it's so those Kevin, good old Peruvian lungs. You know what I mean, <laughs> Kevin? You've done that. Let's say like easily a thousand times, like the Baker's uh, dozen thing. Yeah, I mean, sure. It's, that would be yeah, we've had a, a at least three years, episode. right? And what were yeah. we, year five? Yeah, well, I didn't take over oh, weekdays. So yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. five yeah, right, seven right, 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 of the right, days right. of the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It continually amazes me how you find like different variations every day Thank to make much. that thing fresh. Thank you very much. I try very hard. I think about it. What I want, because I, I know I know there's a, a best friend crazy enough to do it. I want a compilation of okay. all the times Kevin has done the Baker's Dozen, just like ju- just edited together in just one That's... hour long video. Oh my Call God. it a Baker's Thousand. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. That was really Man. good. What's the news story? About? Uh, story number one: Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has officially been revealed. I'm pulling this from Jonathan Dornbush at IGN. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War has finally been revealed and will come to Xbox One, PS4, and PC on November 13th, with PS5 and Xbox Series X versions set to release this holiday season. After numerous leaks, teases, and rumors, Activision today unveiled its Treyarch slash Raven co-production inside Call of Duty Warzone, alongside the announcement that it'll feature a new campaign, a new new multiplayer, a new zombies experience, and a continuation of Warzone. Black Ops Cold War will feature the following modes, according to its Battle.net description. Campaign, which they describe as, quote, Black Ops Cold War will drop fans into the depths of the cold war's volatile geopolitical battle of the early 1980s nothing is ever as it seems in a gripping single-player campaign where players will come face to face with historical figures and hard truths as they battle around the globe through iconic locales like east berlin vietnam turkey soviet kgb headquarters and more end quote uh they also talk about multiplayer Bring a Cold War arsenal of weapons and equipment into the next generation of multiplayer in Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Engage in deniable operations as an elite operative uh, using using state-of-the-art tools of the tradecraft across a variety of experiences from small skirmishes to all-out vehicle-fueled warfare. And then they talk about zombies. Uh, uncover dark Cold War experiments that unleash a new zombie threat to take on uh, in frightening and intense cooperative gameplay with friends. Black Ops Cold War will feature crossplay support across current and next-gen consoles, as well as cross-progression across all included modes. Uh, Battle Pass will be available to players, offering free post-launch content like multiplayer maps, modes, zombies, updates, and other in-game events. Imran, what's what's been your reaction to this new Call of Duty reveal? So one, the title is just, the titles of these games are out of control now. Call of Duty, colon, Black Ops, colon, Cold War. I, maybe the second colon's out there, but th- this is too long a title. That's what Call of Duty. That's like seven words, right? Black yes. Ops Cold War. We're getting to the point where the title is just a fucking sentence. Yes, and it's great. Like I'm excited. I'm excited for like what the next iteration is, right? Like Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Cold War ends in strife or whatever. Like what whatever the the final product mm-hmm. is going to be. Uh, I mean, all of this from all the details I just read. This sounds like a Black Ops game, right? Yes. Like this doesn't th- nothing here is necessarily surprising for what you'd expect from a Black Ops game. I know they like they went into some details uh, about how uh, there's going to be some more espionage based stuff, you know, in terms of the mission structure of the campaign, right? Like you can expect some more almost like Metal Gear Solid esque uh, stealth missions, mm-hmm. which sounds exciting. But you know, I'm. I, I don't know at this point like what you do to really separate out a Call of Duty campaign from what they've been because generally like, Call of Duty's campaigns have been good, right? Like people have liked them. Like I've not really seen anybody really have an outcry of, oh, these have been terrible for the last however many years, right? It seems like everybody's pretty fine with, with what they are. I, I think mean, the thing yeah. the, the thing seem to keep getting better actually. Like people like them each year. Yeah, and like I think the thing to point out here though regarding Black Ops and a campaign is that it has a campaign period because mm-hmm. Black Ops Four didn't have a campaign and that was a huge thing right and it was reported that that was mainly because of uh the studio's struggle to actually get out a campaign um but you know seeing a campaign back this time around i think is interesting for that right because they're the way they the way they marketed it the last time around was oh yeah we got multiplayer we're not messing around with a campaign you're just getting multiplayer this time around it's gonna be awesome and it's like is is that why we're not getting the campaign or is it because y'all are struggling and for yeah. this, it seems like it's because they were struggling yeah, and like the rumors about this game that kind of based on the developer that actually shook out seemed to be true was that this one was supposed to be a Raven only game, right? Like Raven was to be the ones who made this this year's game, but then their game was struggling, so they ended up pushing Treyarch's game forward. I'm not 
You're wrong. Would've... You correct me. But yeah, I, I think it would have been Sledgehammer, right? That would have oh, been Sledgehammer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So this game that we're getting is probably like, I'm hoping it doesn't feel rushed. I'm hoping it feels like the full game it needs to be because according to those rumors, it was supposed to be a different Call of Duty this year. And they had to pull yes. one up a year ahead of time. Which yeah, may yeah. explain also why this is getting re- revealed so late. Because usually, like, we get a Call of Duty reveal in, like, they usually May. do the teaser in May and then, like, the actual full reveal in, like, early June. This year, it's August, late August, and we're just getting the announcement. Yes. And this is something that me and Andrea touched on a little bit uh, in our episode earlier this week, right? That this game has two years of development time, mm-hmm. give or take, right? Because there's, I mean, Raven is working on it too. And so, like, who knows? Uh, were in the process they were but theoretically this game has had less development time than previous call of duties which would beg the question what 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 was the thing they gave up here right like what like where where were the corners cut if there are corners cut right or what does that mean for this call of duty i want to give a call to to somebody and turns out i have a lot of people on my phone under the name uh uh a right like with uh, with the letter a in their name Mm -hmm. um which gives a hint to who i'm calling right now um, because the, we do have a Call of Duty expert on Kind of Funny. We can just hit this person up via Discord. Yeah, but it's more fun this way. You know, Kevin? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess. Maybe it's more fun this way. You're, you're very much assuming he's awake. Yeah, I am assuming a big a lot. jump. Do you think he's going to answer? I don't think he's going to answer. It's been too many rings. Is it Army Hammer? Yes, that's exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I try to call Andy Cortez because he has all the scoops. He he actually went and previewed Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops Cold War, and so I maybe maybe we'll give him another call, Kevin. Maybe we can try and call him just for Discord fun. Do you want to call Tim and ask him about it? Just for fun. <laughs> sure. Do you want to call him on Discord? Or do you want me to actually call him on, on on my phone? Okay, so I thought you had a gimmick. You know what I mean? I thought you were the guy that calls people on the phone. Blessing is not very yeah. committed to this gimmick of the phone. He's like, all yeah. right. Well, let me tell you, it took a it took a while for me to find Andy's name in my contacts because I haven't cleared out my contacts since high school. And let me tell you, to find Tim Gettys is going to be another big oh. old struggle. Wait, why don't you just sh- search? You don't have to scroll. There's search functionality. You know, do you know how often I call people? I, I know, but at, at this moment, so I don't know you how know my that there's an option. Work. You know there's another <laughs> option. There's well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not seeing the option to search. Well, actually, no. Nope, it's no, at right. the top. It's right it's, there. It's right there. Worry, <laughs> on it. Android, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a small magnifying don't glass. You uh, blame, don't you blame Android with your issues. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think Tim's going to say? Do you think he's just going to hang up on me if I call him about Call of Duty? No, he doesn't. He's going to go, yeah, man. That is cool as hell. He's going to be like, I thought... He's legitimately going to be like, I thought we were having a tight show today. Why are you calling me about Call of Duty? That's true. We were supposed to have a tight show. <laughs> we're only on the first story. <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. I think Tim what? hung up at you when he heard it ringing. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Tim Geddes. What's up? How's it going? You're on, you're on Kind of Funny Games Daily. Don't say anything incriminating. Oh, what'd you get? Uh, it's a Trent's iced coffee, you know, getting ready for a little opening night live. Oh, are you, you excited? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Pretty excited. Cool Ratchet Clank, baby. Let's go. Uh, how's, how's Cool Greg doing, by the way? I haven't, I haven't spoken to him in a while. Oh, I'm chilling, bro. It's good to hear from you, man. I hope you're killing it with the ratings and uh, views and shit. Man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst response ever. I, I know. I was like, I don't check the ratings, so who knows? Uh, so I, I called you, Tim, uh, as a bit because I I want to know: Do you have any thoughts on this new Call of Duty? Uh, no. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. That's why that's why I expected your answer to be, Tim. Uh, I, I I I can't wait to do opening night live. I'm looking forward to it. I love it, man. Talk to you soon. Yeah, talk to you soon. Peace out. <laughs> You should have explained that you called because Andy didn't answer. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's, there's more to this Call of Duty story that I want to get into. Uh, and this is reading again from the same IGN article. This is, the, this is where things get a little bit interesting with Call of Duty. Activision has released a detailed FAQ about the ways to purchase Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. And the cross-gen possibilities are different depending on your console and physical, and physical versus digital choices. 
if you buy the standard edition of PS on PS4, either digitally or physically, you'll have the option to buy an upgrade to the PS5 version of the game. However, if you buy physically, the disc will still be required to be inserted in your PS5, even if you're playing the upgraded version. Meanwhile, Xbox One purchases cannot upgrade to their version to the Xbox Series X version if you buy the physical edition. Upgrades for digital editions on Xbox One are currently being evaluated according to Activision. Both current-gen versions will be backwards compatible on the PS5 and Xbox Series X whether you buy digital or physical editions. But if you wish to upgrade, that's where things become murkier. Meanwhile, for next-gen versions, for next-gen versions, uh, the PS5 Standard Edition includes the, includes only the PS5 version of the game, while the Xbox Series X Standard Edition includes an Xbox Series X disc that can be played also on the Xbox One. And there is a digital cross-gen version available, which entitles players to both current and next-gen versions of the game. Imran, how much of that made sense to you? Very little. Like, I, I, I think I get it. I think I get what's hap going on here. But I think it's kind of funny that what they're doing to simplify this. Like, theoretically, the idea is supposed to be simple. Oh, whatever disc you get will work in whatever system you have, theoretically. But that's actually more complicated just because of the, the weird way everyone's unprepared for this transition. So, obviously, I think what Activision wants here is they want to sell Call of Duty next gen for 70 bucks. They don't say that yeah. here, though, right? Like, they haven't directly said, oh, the PS5 and Xbox Series X version will cost 70 but that's yes. kind of what's implied. But like the the cross gen, uh, to get the cross gen version of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, that does cost seventy bucks as that opposed does, to the, yes. the sixty dollars standard version that you can get on PS4 and Xbox One. But if you bought a PS5 version that says PS5 on the top of the box, does that still cost sixty or does that cost seventy? And that's I don't and yeah they've not really given a clear answer to that right. And I think the implication is yeah that is going to cost seventy dollars, which is why the cross gen version costs seventy dollars. Yeah, this whole thing is just it's so confusing, and I think what. What should have happened, and this would have pissed people off, but I th or pissed uh, publishers off, but what they should have done is make the mandate and say, hey, if you're going to have an upgraded next-gen version, it's got to be free. Like, if yeah. you're going to do a patch, it's got to be free. And I think most what would happen then is just most people wouldn't do it. They would just, you know, sell one new, like, Call of Duty Definitive Edition, Devil May Cry Definitive Edition, whatever. Like, they would just not make an upgraded patch. But... I think it would be it would make more sense if people would be more used to it than whatever this current mess is. Yes, and like to try to try and uh, I don't know if the word is simplify, but to condense right like the situation we're in right now. Uh, Warrior sixty four uh, was tweeting about it this yesterday as the news was coming out, and he he to put it in his words, which are way more condensed. Uh, he tweet he tweeted out that uh, quote this is starting to get confusing. Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War PS4 Physical Edition can get upgraded to PS5 to the PS5 version via PSN, but Xbox One Physical will not have upgrade to Xbox Series X. PS4 and Xbox One versions will be playable through backwards compatibility. Uh, and then he mentions that I guess this is the reason for the optimized label. He then follows that up by saying, and for further confusion, PS5 Physical of Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War cannot be played on PS4, while Xbox Series X version uh, can be played on both Xbox One and Xbox Series X. But it's unclear if the Xbox Series X enhanced version, uh, or if, if this is the Xbox Series X enhanced version, or just some, just re reposting the current gen version as playable on both uh, uh, consoles. And to kind of what you're saying, Imran, right? Like, I, I mean, we've talked about this pretty much all year in terms of the upgrade paths from current gen to next gen and the different methods of it and how that looks like and backwards compatible versus optimized and all these different things right and i've i've kind of i've kind of fallen back on the fact that i think a lot of it is terribly communicated and confusing and this isn't me like calling out smart delivery specifically because i think out of out of all of what we've seen i think smart delivery is probably the best handling of it so far mm -hmm. but i think the issue is that smart delivery isn't standardized across publishers like we've seen over the last few weeks, right? 505 games, uh, getting to hot water over it. Uh, NBA 2K, now Activision with Call of Duty, right? Mm -hmm. If if uh, if smart delivery was a standardized thing, and if Microsoft came out and they were just like, hey, if you're a big publisher and you want to have some sort of upgrade path system, you have to use smart delivery. And if PlayStation had their own thing on their own side that they standardized in some way, I think we would be, be run into a lot less issues and i'm sure in some part that is a fight that is you know me as a big publisher being like but i want to make more money <laughs> like i want to be able to yeah. to 
uh, monetize my uh, upgrade pass, especially if the standard price for games next generation is going to be $70 as opposed to $60. Like that throws in a big wrench into things uh, in terms of how all this shakes out. I'm really confused by the thing of like PS4 physical discs upgrade to the PS5 version, but the Xbox One physical discs do not. I want like, is that just a weird licensing difference in policy between the two or what? Like, is it because they have a marketing deal with Sony? I, I'm very, like, it would suck if your friend is able to do that for PS4. This game has crossplay. You have an Xbox One and you think you can do that too, because logically, why would you not? And then you can't. And yeah, like, that's where the issue lies, right? Is that so much of this is very murky and we're getting to the point where, like, we have questions like that, right? Like, why am I able to do that on PlayStation and not Xbox? When, you know, throughout this whole year, we've been looking at Xbox as the folks that are that do have the right options, that are doing it right. Why is it this weird little detail that, you know, it, that that PlayStation is able to pull off on their side that Xbox isn't? Like it's it's all kind of weird, and I'm not with it. Like I don't I I do not I do not get what the issue is here for Activision in terms of making it work equally across both consoles. Yeah, this is I mean these are some growing pains that we'll probably just get used to, and at some point it'll just be a moot point because like there's not going to be that many more transitional games, or if there are, then like. They'll either say we're doing smart delivery or we're not. I this is just a, one of those weird generational transition things that like we don't know the policies. They're murky for us. They're murky for murky for publishers. And mm-hmm. everyone is going to be every individual case will be uniquely confusing. And part part of me wants to be like, oh yeah, by by PlayStation Six and the next Xbox, all this will be solved, right? We won't have as many issues. But Granted, like that's not necessarily how it's worked this last time around. Where I feel like from PS3 to PS4, this wasn't as much of a talking point. Like this wasn't as much a, of a struggle. And part of that was I think we just all had the idea that yeah, our PS3 games aren't carrying forward to our, to our PS4, and we had that whole couple of years of everything being remastered, and we just accepted it because that's that that was what it was. This time around, things are just way more of a struggle, and things are way more uh, difficult. And on one side it's kind of a good thing because what that what that does mean is we are seeing more crossover and we are seeing games be carried being carried carried forward more and mm-hmm. backwards compatibility on playstation is a thing right and like these are growing pains right in the sense of these are good things that are happening but because be, because of the growth of these ecosystems those pains are going to happen we are we are having a struggle in terms of how do we communicate this how do different publishers handle 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 this uh what do the details look like on both sides uh but yeah like after the first couple of years of this next concert generation like th- it does become a moot point like you're saying as far as what all what does all this mean how are we handling all this yeah this is it's it's murky and it's murky because they don't want definition and i guess we just gotta trudge through it for now Story number two, Fortnite's newest season has been revealed. This is again Jonathan Dornbush at IGN. Fortnite Chapter 2 Season 4 is bringing with it, as teased earlier this week, a Marvel universe of heroes, villains, character skins, weapons, and new challenges. With Galactus threatening to devour a new world, that of Fortnite, the new season dubbed The Nexus War sees a new set of Marvel characters arrive to fight against him and uh, be unlocked in the new battle pass, including Thor, Iron Man, Storm, Doctor Doom, She-Hulk, Mystique, Groot, and Wolverine. Each character has their own special quest, which will unlock a built-in emote related to the hero or villain. The battle pass features 100 unlockable rewards, with plenty of Marvel-related new items uh, included. New Marvel-themed superpowers can be adopted in battles, like Doom's Arcane Gauntlets, uh, Groot's Bramble Shield, Silver Surfer's Board, and more to come in the new season. New weapons like uh, Stark Industries' energy rifle will be introduced. And new locations, both currently added and more to come, feature a Marvel twist like Doom's Domain, Sentinel Graveyard, and more. And as you can see from the season's first look, it looks like you'll you'll have a, a helicarrier uh, to call home too, as it appears to be the new Battle Pass hub for players. Imran, does this get you excited? Actually, yeah. Like I was excited when they showed Captain America in the like game. Like I had that outfit. I didn't want to pay for it because it was like twenty fucking bucks, but mm-hmm. I I was interested in it. This is cooler. This is like more Marvel stuff, and it makes sense considering like they've they had a history of this. They've done the thing with Thanos and all that. I I don't know that I would necessarily play enough Fortnite to get the or getting the battle pass and doing all this stuff, but it is it is cool, and I'm interested in it. 
Yeah. Uh, me and Greg were touching on this a bit earlier when they first teased it with the floor image. And I, I think I think we kind of had the questions of, all right, what, do, what does this actually look like over, over the next season? Like, you know, we had the idea that this was going to be a season themed after Marvel, but what does that mean? And to see the actual details break out and to see how deep they're diving into it, right? The different characters that they have and all that stuff. All that stuff seems cool. The energy rifle being introduced as a weapon from Stark Industries, that seems really cool. The different locations actually being Marvel themed, that seems really cool. Like, I'm all about this. For me personally, I don't know if it's going to make me jump back into Fortnite, but it's, it's making me consider it more so than I have considered it over, considered it over the last year since uh chapter two started and so uh good on them but to add a wrinkle to the story uh i'm pulling a story from jay peters at the verge who writes fortnite is splitting into two different games because of epic and apple's fight fortnite's next season arrives tomorrow but if you're on ios or mac os you won't be able to play it epic announced today and we're learning we're learning that that's not all players on iphone ipad and mac will also lose crossplay fortnite uh We'll also lose crossplay Fortnite multiplayer with non-Apple platforms, Epic confirms to The Verge. That means players on Apple platforms will be stuck on the current version of Fortnite, and they'll only be able to play with one another. And so that's like an, another another piece thrown in the chess match that is Epic versus Apple, yeah. uh, and a pretty big one. Yeah, Epic is saying that Apple is blocking Fortnite updates. So if that's true, then that means that, yeah, it makes sense they're not going to have crossplay because they're going to be two different versions of the game. So I can see why they're they're doing that, but I also can easily see a situation where Epic is just being like weirdly petty and just saying, actually, no, if you're we're not going to let Apple people have fun at all, because then we don't get them rioting in the streets about this and putting pressure, putting uh, internal or external public pressure on Apple for it. So I'm not sure which one this is. Maybe it's both, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see. A situation where Epic is just kind of being just shitty about it in general. All right, so I got a call back from Andy Cortez, and I missed okay. it. And so I'm calling him back, and we're playing a game of phone tag here. He's answering the call of duty. Uh, just a reminder, it's ten twenty. Andy Cortez, how's it going? Uh, Matt, I don't know what's going on. Blessing, you're calling me, and my Google web browser is also ringing as if I'm not on a call right now. You know, man, it's it's Android, it's it's Google. I'm sure there's some marriage going on there that's causing things to fuck up in some way. But I'm calling you, of course, you're live on kind of funny games daily. Uh, I'm calling you because you're the you're the Call of Duty expert here. You you got to check out Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I did, I did. Well, I mean, I didn't play it. Like, keep that in mind. I didn't mm-hmm. play. It. Nobody played it. But you got to preview it. You got to like essentially see a presentation yes. about it. Yes, yes, I did. I got a question here. From Justin B, who writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like our audience game, and says, So Call of Duty did it. They had a full fledged Fortnite style event in game with a quest leading into a trailer inside of Warzone. Do you think this means Warzone will live on instead of being replaced like, uh, replaced like Blackout? How long does it last and how do they keep it fresh when the new mainline games drop? Andy, what does Call of Duty Black Ops, War, uh, Black Ops Cold War mean for Warzone? And also, like, what are your thoughts on it in general? Warzone, from what it seems, from the way they were messaging everything, Warzone's kind of going to be the connecting tissue to every Call of Duty game going forward. And I don't know how long it'll last. I guess as long as the game is popular and profitable, Warzone will be the the main Battle Royale. You're not going to get a, a Black Ops uh, Battle Royale, the next game, whatever that is, you're not going to get a Battle Royale there doesn't seem like it everything's going to be connected to warzone because it's it's so damn popular it's making mm-hmm. so much money for them does that excite you are you down with that oh yeah absolutely i mean it, so yesterday's event was you know kind of uh, uh um I, I saw videos of streamers playing it where you know you're doing this little mission path and then and it interrupts you and shows you a trailer i'm also making my bed right now um so hold oh, on this weighted blanket. Yo, I, I, blanket I, I appreciate good organization. They say cleanliness is next to godliness, you know? Yeah, exactly. This this weighted blanket is uh, my workout for the week. Oh, um, oh my God. Yeah, it, seem, it seems interesting. I'm glad that um, <laughs> I'm glad that Warzone is kind of connecting all these different brands together. Um, and we'll see integrations and probably characters and guns and who knows? Because there were some really cool set pieces that showed off during the actual um black ops cold war reveal that i would love to see in warzone mm-hmm. like playable areas in the way that 
sort of uh, Fortnite updates there, uh, little POIs and stuff. So I don't know. I think it'd be really cool. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much for your, for your uh, input. Kevin is telling me that we got to go because we got to rush through the show. Uh, but okay, I'm bye for, guys. I'm looking forward to talking to you soon in the future. Cool. See ya. Of I've course, been watching had... the viewer numbers skyrocket up as Andy was like on the phone. I mean, of course, man. That's that's the Andy Cortez impact. You know, he comes through, and all of a sudden, boom. You know, we got an audience. It's uh, the Cortez bump. Expect to see more Andy Cortez right after this episode of Confident Games Daily as we react to, to Gamescom opening night live. But uh, before we get there, we got to get into story number three. Our biggest questions about Gotham Knights have been answered thanks to IGN. Uh, and this is an article written by Joe Scrubbles at IGN, who like he did a, he did a Q and A with some of the people over at WB Montreal. And it's a long q and I highly recommend people go to IGN, check it out, read up on it, because there are some really good details here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick out a couple of questions that he asked that I, I think are some of our bigger questions about what Gotham Knights is and what we can look forward to. And so uh, they asked, uh, will combat feel like the Arkham games? Is this a familiar beat-em-up combat system? WB Montreal responds, uh, quote, we have gone through and iterated on control schemes quite a bit over the course of the whole project, but it'll be, comfor- it'll be comfortable to people who are familiar with third-person brawler-type experiences. IGN asks, uh, is this fully an open world? Will areas be blocked off or level-gated? WME Montreal. Uh, quote, it is one open-world city right from the start, and no, there's no level-gating whatsoever. Uh, IGN asks, what do enemy levels mean to the player then? WB Montreal. It's true that as you are getting more powerful in your progression, you're going to see a sliding scale in terms of not just the level of enemies, but even some of the types of enemies that you're going to be coming up against. But it's not a grind. It's not a situation where you'll say, oh God, I have to go grind this type of mission in order to level up uh, to this, and then I can get this. It's really that when you encounter open world crime activities and other activities that involve AI, you're going to see a range, right? You might see guys that are a little bit weaker than you and guys that are a little bit stronger than you. Uh, IGN then asks, what does co-op offer above single player? Can two players play co-op with the same character? WB Montreal, uh, because the characters are so distinct from each other, there's a bit of asymmetry, a bit of the complementary skill set and ability set that actually makes teaming up kind of awesome if you happen to, to have different characters. Now, if you happen to have two Batgirls, you can also do that. Obviously, the potential of having t- uh, different Batgirl builds and how they look different and play different is really cool, too. Then IGN asks, is, is this a games as a service? Which has kind of been our big question regarding both this and the Suicide Squad game. WB Montreal responds, this is very much not designed as a games as service. There is an ability tree, which is different for each of the characters, and then there's gear that you can craft, and so choices uh, that you're going to be making, uh, and so choices that you're going to be making. But that does not mean that this is a games as a service. Uh, and then I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna read one more question that they ask. Uh, so is Gotham Knights a single self-contained story? WB Montreal responds, "Yes, absolutely. That you can also uh, that you can also complete." completely experienced in solo if you want to. You're not going to miss out on anything. If you're playing single player, you can be offline if you want to. Uh, We think that teaming up and living that dynamic duo fantasy can also be really, really great, can be a really great experience for players, but we won't force it on them. Uh, Again, go check out that IGN story because they have way more questions in there that they answer about Gotham Knights. It all sounds super cool. Like, I'm, I'm very interested in this game. Like, I like I'm interested in both this and Avengers, but I'm interested in them for different reasons. Like Avengers seems like a good game where you just like turn on and like play with some friends and like punch some things and like kind of shut your brain off. This yeah, seems like a genuinely up. fun video game. Like just from the initial trailer, who knows actually? But like this seems like a game that I want to play just to play it. Yeah. And that like I the one of the questions you didn't answer or didn't read was like, can you be more than one, the same character more than once? And they're like yeah, why not? It's like, yeah. oh, right, they're answering that because Avengers doesn't do that. And that's like, yeah. okay, it, that makes sense why they would do that. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and from what they've shown of the game, right, you talk about it seeming like a fun experience. I think the gameplay we've seen from the game so far has shown better than uh, what we've seen from Avengers. And, like, different types of games, right, because Avengers is going for more of a games-as-service type experience. Yes. But, uh yeah I'm, I'm all in on gotham knights like i think the thing that gets me most, most excited about it is the fact that it's wb montreal getting to uh take ownership and being able to do their own thing and not necessarily be compared directly one for one with rocksteady and taking on their batman and their story and all this different stuff and so mm-hmm. very much looking forward to it do you know what else i'm looking forward to Imran? what are you looking forward to 
pre-ordering the PS5 one day. Story number four, PS5 pre-orders aren't available, but that won't stop Sony from selling it to you. This is from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Uh, while we're still waiting for an official price and release date for PS5, Sony is giving its fans with a US-based address a chance to sign up to be one of the first people to pre-order the PS5. If you go to the PS5 pre- direct pre-orders page on PlayStation's website, Sony mentions that, quote, there will be a limited quantity of PS5 consoles available for pre-order. So we will be inviting some of our existing consumers to be one of the first first to pre-order one from PlayStation, end quote. The reservations will be taken on a first-come, first-served basis. So if you're selected, Sony encourages you to follow instructions and act fast, end quote. Those who are interested in potentially receiving one of these invitations can share their PlayStation online IDs. And if selected, Sony will email email you the instructions to, to secure a PS5 at launch. So make sure the email attached to your PlayStation ID is up to date. Sony also released an FAQ for, for these PS5 pre-orders saying that the selection of who gets chosen for a PS5 pre-order is based on previous interest and PlayStation activities. Those who are selected will be able to pre-order the following if they choose uh, one PS5 console or one PS5 digital edition, two DualSense wireless controllers, two DualSense charging stations, two, two Pulse 3D wireless headsets, two media remotes, and two HD cameras. Imran, what's going on here? What's going on? Why, why do they have a sneaker system for I pre-ordering the PS5? Part PR, part concern about like possible shortages. I don't... I imagine it's not like incredibly necessary but like better to do it and get people whipped up for example i'm personally offended i did not get that email how dare they now have you checked your like i'm guessing you you have it attached to a gmail yes do you have do you, have you checked your like social and promotions tabs i did check the social promotions tabs okay. it was not there i am like wait, how wait. so you don't have to sign up for this it just automatically pings you if you're like spending a if lot you have of a- if yeah, if you if you have they don't really specify what it is, but depending on your PlayStation activity. All I'm going to say is that I got an email. And did I sign what? up? Yes, I did. <laughs> because I want to I mean, sure I get yeah, a that's the thing like I how like I should have gotten an email cuz yeah. like we get a I lot mean, of games and like they don't I know mean, if we pay for them or not, you know? <laughs> what does that uh what what's your PS P, uh, your PSN activity look like though, you know? What does that mean? Well, I guess it's sent to private cuz of the stupid things, you know? Mm. I'm saying like how are those trophies looking? How many games you booted? Oh, how many games you beaten? You know? You're not a, you, I got a platinum. Come on. They yeah. need to give me one. You I mean, I'm like not a platinum. Platinums. Yeah. You I'm like not a, two first of all, I have seven. Second of all, I'm not a platinum chaser, but I still get like a lot of bronze trophies. I play a lot of games still. I just yeah. don't chase the platinums. I'm just saying, this is all this this is kind of fucked up because I don't know what the metrics are on what they. I don't even know that I would pre-order it if they sent it to me, but I'm telling you, I probably would. But I'm saying I am very offended that they did not. They did I not like the opportunity. I like that I'm you're hurt. more fixated on the fact that you didn't get the email than the fact that they're doing like a, a sneakers promotion for like how you get a PS5. Uh, I'm bringing in a question from Mr. Leroy Williams who writes in and says, "What's up, Blessing and Ron?" PlayStation announced last night that they're opening up a sign-up page for people interested in pre-ordering a PS5 to receive an, an invitation directly from them to pre-order the system. Selection will supposedly be based upon, quote, previous PlayStation interest and activity. As someone who has owned every PlayStation and even bought the $600 PS3 at launch, I signed up, I signed up for the list. I like to think as a longtime PlayStation guy, I have a good chance. What do you think this means for PlayStation? Do you think supply is going to be so limited that very few people will get one? And if so, do you think that this is a good move to try to make sure that they get the console in the hands of their loyalist fans? Do they risk alienating people who might not be willing to sign up pre- to pre-order without even knowing the price? And uh, and then later can't get their hands on the box for some time. Thanks. And, uh, Thanks, and you guys are awesome. Thank you, Mr. Leroy Jen- Jenkins. Or not Leroy Jenkins. Leroy Williams. I keep wanting to say Leroy Jenkins. Uh Imran, what do you think this means for the PS5? Do you think we're going to see... We talked about this before, right? Of like mm-hmm. They've talked about... Or we've seen reports of they're only manufacturing like 5 million. And we've seen that number kind of go up in later reports to like, I think, 9 million or something like that. Yeah. Do you think they're expecting expecting PS5 to be super limited by the time we get to launch? I think it's always possible. Like this year, you don't really know what's happening. Like uh, in the best case scenario, putting ma- manufacturing these in China and then putting them on a boat and then sending them to America or Europe or wherever takes a couple of months. Like, that is a, a fairly long process. Uh, I think what they want to do here is they want to, one, sell you directly so they, they can cut out the middleman of shipping to a store, maybe not getting on shelves, maybe 
the store takes its own cut or whatever, like or incurring the shipping costs or any of those things. Two, it's if it is limited, they want to avoid the problem with that and just say like, "Hey, you're a PlayStation loyalist. We want this in your hands first. We want you. To, we want the people who are going to be like the least critical about a bad launch lineup." to have the PS5 first, because then that sets the ball rolling a lot faster and a lot smoother. So I think that's probably the logic behind this. Plus, mm-hmm. it does this. It gets this thing happening where you get an email for a thing that may be limited. You weren't going to buy it, but now you might, because now you have a li- you have a limited chance. You've won the lottery. You might get in. You, you, you might be offended you didn't and are now eager to do so, so you're going to sign up for a possible pre-order, and then you know that ball gets rolling. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good way to get people to think about the scarcity of something, whether or not it's actually that scarce. Hmm. And Ron, we're going to get into story number five in a minute, but before we do, I want to tell you about our sponsor. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of kind of funny games daily is brought to you by Klarna. Thanks to Klarna for supporting Kind of Funny Games Daily in Sweden. They don't shop, they Klarna. Klarna is a revolutionary new online shopping app from Sweden that allows you to shop thousands of online stores and pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments and make shopping smoother. With the Klarna app, you can shop anywhere from the One app online. It's easy to use and convenient to browse thousands of online stores from one convenient place. Uh, You can pay for anything in four interest-free payments. Paying after delivery allows you to try before you buy, and you can also report returns directly in the app. Uh, you can also get the best deals with customized price drop alerts on the items you saved to your wish list. It's always good to shop smarter and save money. Uh, you can create and share wish lists of items with friends and family uh, from anywhere online. It's a fun, easy way to show what kind of products you like. Tim loves how easy it is to find what you're looking for and get set up. Klarna is a smoother, friendlier, Swedish way to shop online. It's the one-stop shopping app for browsing and buying, buying anything online, uh, all in one app, and allows you to pay for anything in four easy, interest-free payments. Download the Klarna app today. That's K-L-A-R-N-A, Swedish, for shopping. We're also brought to you by Bespoke Post. As we all settle into this new normal version of summer, Bespoke Post is here with customized box of awesome collections for guys, guaranteed to upgrade your life. Right now, more than ever, you got you to gotta make sure to treat yourself right uh and the assortment of boxes available from bespoke will help you to do just that they've got boxes featuring nice bags wallets kitchenware and more i scrolled through the website earlier and i was blown away by the amount of varied items i wanted to get my hands on uh bespoke posts only only sends the best stuff to guys every month no matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered from style and grooming uh from style and grooming goods to barware cooking tools and outdoor gear box of awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life one of the boxes called laced comes with a comfy pair of suede shoes that look super stylish i plan to wear mine every day once they get delivered to get started take the quiz at boxofawesome.com your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you they release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories it's free to free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks and has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter code games at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com code games for 20% off your first box. Uh, I have a couple of quick hit news stories here for you, Imran. Story number five, Microsoft brings back Halo Veteran uh, to uh, to get the game back on track. Uh, this is by Dina Bass and Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg. I'm not going to read the whole story. I'm just going to sum it up. Uh, Joseph Staten, who played a, a large role in developing and writing their earliest Halo titles, uh, has been brought back right to get the game back on track is essentially the, the, uh, uh, the sum of it. Imran, have you been keeping up with this and do you have any thoughts? I mean, it, I don't know what he can do if that game is still coming out fairly soon. Like, it was mm. delayed, but I assume, I naturally assume it was coming out early 2021. If it's coming out later than that, that's a totally different conversation. But yeah, everything we've heard that's been why Halo Infinite hasn't shaped up well has been about like leadership changes and poor management and all that. So I don't know that a big last second shakeup is going to change that many things. Hopefully it does. Like, Halo is a th- Halo is thematically a game that endorses the idea of a hero coming in like waking being woken up to save the day against all odds so maybe that works out for halo infinite yeah i think that's the biggest thing for me seeing this new story is for a game that was meant to come out this fall has been delayed till next year and we imagine it's probably going to come out in the first half of next year still what does bringing on somebody in like in a lead role in this game do for a game that is this far along what does that mean for the game 
who knows? I don't necessarily think that, oh, all of a sudden Halo is going to be a 2022 game or anything like that. But this does strike me as interesting. I'm curious to see more, and I'm curious to see like what kind of impact he has on the game. Uh, and then story number six, our last news story, a Resident Evil TV series is coming to Netflix. Uh, this is from Leslie Goldberg at Hollywood Reporter, who essentially talks about uh, how the, the, the show is being overseen by Andrew Dabb from Supernatural, which is pretty interesting in collaboration with Netflix and Constantine Film. Uh, they say the Netflix series will tell its new story about across two timelines. Uh, in the first, 14-year-old sisters, Jade and Billy Wesker, are moved to New Raccoon City, a manufactured corporate town forced on them right as adolescence is in full swing. But the more time they spend there, the more they come to realize that the town is more than it seems, and their father may be concealing dark secrets. Secrets that could destroy the world. Uh, the, the second more... The, uh, the second, more than a decade into the future, sees less than 15 million people left on Earth and more than 6 billion monsters. Uh, people and animals infected with the T-Virus. Jade, now 30, struggles to survive, survive in this new world while the secrets from her past about her sister, her father, and herself continue to haunt her. So there you go. Arrested and you did some good Supernatural season, so sure. I'll, are you, are you big into Supernatural? I liked that show for the first, like, I want to say, like, five seasons. And then at some point, it just, like, the, the stakes went way too fucking high. And then it went off the rails. Do you know there were ten more seasons after that? I've watched them, Kevin. I haven't watched oh the last God. season. Like, I, it's it's very Stockholm Syndrome. I need to see how it ends, even it's, though I know I hate it. It's so much. <laughs> it's way too much. Imran, I'm really excited to see what this Resident Evil Netflix series is all about, but its release is probably so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to Mama Grop Shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games that we show host each and every weekday. Today we got uh, I, Imran. Do you have like the stream opened up? So I do. What's going on? Okay, Kevin had like a jingle play <laughs> that oh, he's been yeah. doing for the last few days. Uh, I like the idea. I'm very <laughs> confused with the what are we doing? <laughs> I like the idea that Imran's sitting there in silence, like, what the fuck is blessing? I just see you dancing, and I'm like, what? The, what's going on? <laughs> are we are we stopping or something? Are we giving Kevin time to do something? That's perfect. Uh, out today, we got Moon for Switch, Tell Me Why for Xbox One and PC, Hypnospace Outlaw for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, The Dungeon of Nalhilbeck, The Amulet of Chaos for PC, Disease, The Hidden Object for PC, <laughs> Skyhill, Black Mist. You like how I did Nalhilbeck? Uh-huh. I don't, do, you, do you know how that's pronounced? No, I assume it's made up, but okay. maybe it's yeah. not. Who knows? I was like, I have no idea how that could possibly be announced or pronounced in any language, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with now. Heel back, uh, Sky Hill, Black Mist for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles for PS4 and Switch. Read reviews on that one before you pick it up. I'll, I'll give people that warning. Don't, don't just pick it up immediately. Every time I say Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, it reminds me of the Cat Williams bit where he talks about uh, the different types of weed strands, and one of them is like <laughs> Crystal Chronicle or whatever. Uh, crystal Chronic. So, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Giraffe and Annika for Xbox One, Surgeon Simulator 2 for PC, I'm Russia for PC, Hero Hours Contract for PC, Flatland Volume 2 for PC, Line Dots for PC and Mac, Control Ultimate Edition PC, JMPR PC, Still Stand PC, Milky Strike PC, Weera and Tasca Against the Master of Gravity for PC, Ultimate Fishing Simulator for Switch, Blast Brawl 2 for Switch, Retro Classics 2-in-1 Pack, Bad Dudes, and Two Crud Dudes for Switch. Video games are awesome. What the fuck? <laughs> two cruds, Crud Dudes? is crude or dudes. two Crude Dudes. Okay, that makes way more sense. <laughs> but still awesome uh commander keen i didn't know is that like a sequel to the bad dudes two crude dudes i don't know but i assume so because i never heard of crude, two crude dudes and i have i have heard of bad dudes commander keen in keen dreams definitive edition for switch deadly days for switch tank mechanic simulator for switch newton's cradle puzzle game for switch alpha set by palgi uh for switch serious scramblers for switch best friends forever for switch struggling for switch and then the last campfire is out today for switch xbox one ps4 pc via epic game store and ios through apple arcade new dates darkberg brings roguelite zombie action to pc on september 23rd and evil genius 2 has been delayed to next year deals of the day hitman available 
Hitman is available now for free on Epic Game Store. Uh, and also speaking of which, uh, this is from Nival, Hitman 3's next-gen upgrade is free if you buy it digitally. So heads up on that. Uh, we also have your September lineup for Games of Gold. Tom Clancy's The Division is available September 1st to September 30th on Xbox One. Uh, the Book of Unwritten Tales 2 is available from September 16th to October 15th on Xbox One. The Blob 2 is available from September 1st to 15th on Xbox One and Xbox 360. And then Armed and Dangerous is available September 16th through the 30th on Xbox One and Xbox 360. Uh, usually this is where we'd go to Reader Mill. We can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Get your, sh- get your um, questions read on the show. But we have ran out of time. I am a minute late so far on getting us transitioned to Gamescom. So we're going straight to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in and let us know what we've got factually wrong as we got it wrong. Ooh, and I'm looking through. Missed Let's out see, today. That, like, we, you don't need to get the newsletter to sign up for the thing. You can just sign up for the PS5 pre Yeah, so you know what? Maybe you're not as important as you think. Yeah. I'm not as important as I think. No, no but I still got you, yeah. Imran. Not you. You're important. I'm no, I got the blessed. email though. Because he got, got the, the email. Platinum. That, that just means that he's got the thing set up so that they send him stupid emails. Uh, that Nano says. 505 game and this is me trying to clarify if I got something wrong here, but 505 Games isn't doing smart delivery for control. They're giving you a free PS5 slash Xbox Xbox Series X version of control if you buy the Ultimate Edition. I don't, I, I think we both knew that. I didn't mean to imply that. If I implied that, because we've talked about that before about, yeah. about how they're just doing the Ultimate Edition. Thing. I think we just so, use the word smart delivery pretty loosely. Yeah, I like I well, I was comparing what everybody else is doing to smart delivery and saying uh, that yeah. smart delivery should be standardized. And 505 Games is one of the publishers that isn't doing smart delivery, is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, no Straight Roads is on Switch, as I'm being told. And yeah. that seems to be it as far as important ones. Your wrongs. Because yeah. everything else, apparently it wasn't cleared out yesterday. And so I'm saying a lot of stuff that would have been for yesterday. Tomorrow's hosts for the show are me and Imran. And of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Remember, there's no Patreon post show today because we have opening night live, which starts in like seven minutes. And so I'm going to run Imran. It's been nice. So much been, been I'm nice on with you. too, so I think, sure. Oh, are you on that too? Uh, yeah. Are you oh, on the reacts? Cool. You're on the reacts too, right? I'm on the reacts, yeah. All right. So All right like, until next, until yeah. next time, Game Daily. <laughs>